Hey, Think Realty viewer and listener, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. We're in sunny Tampa, Florida, and we're here for our event. Uh, as, as a part of our events, we do these live podcasts. We've got a great guest for you today. Before we jump into the guests, let me say a quick thank you to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investment. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. You can visit them at realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Our guest today uh, is a longtime friend, and uh, I have uh, known Romney for quite some time now, and I've always admired him, his company, and uh, what he means to the investor marketplace as well as the lending marketplace. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast Thanks, man. today. Always a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate always a pleasure. it. Um, I, uh, I want to just jump right in. Obviously, the market is crazy right now, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of movement, and I think that you have a very unique perspective because you're both investor and lender. You know, you play on both sides of the fence. So I think there's an interesting perspective that comes from someone who sees both sides, mm -hmm. right? If we're primarily lending and we only lend, maybe we only see out of that lens. If we're only an investor or the borrower, maybe we only see out of that mm -hmm. lens. Um, how do you see the marketplace today? I mean, what, what's your just feeling? I mean, like if we're talking not, not fact, what's the emotion side of it? The big broad, Stroke question, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the feeling is, um, gosh, uh, sometimes my question, my answers come across a little bit um, pointed, like a, this guy's crazy. Yeah. But the feeling is like opportunity is abound. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the market is changing, so mm -hmm. it, that's not feeling, that's fact. Sure. But with that, the feeling that that brings is people are now vacating the space. Mm -hmm. And it just brings opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it feels like opportunities abound. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. So the next feeling is what's the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Sure. So I'm feeling like there's gonna be kind of new players entering the space, new strategies that are gonna start working. Mm -hmm. um, players and strategies, right? People and, and strategy is kind of everything. Sure. So I feel like we are going to um, experience a couple of groups, um, kind of power teams come together mm -hmm. uh, and capitalize on a new market, uh, a new market that I guess maybe the more specific question you were asking is like, what's happening with the market? What do I feel is happening with the market? A market that's going from white hot to hot to warm to lukewarm to somewhere between mm -hmm. cold and lukewarm. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to capitalize on that and that's going to be exciting. I'm trying to get yeah. my little piece. That's great. I, uh, I was uh, going back and forth with the New York Times uh, editor the other day um, because she was stating that Warren Buffett had put 18 billion in liquidity, like sideline money. And she was stating how um, how she felt like he was reacting to his fear of the marketplace. And I responded to her, I said, you know, I, I think you're, you're thinking of it from a different mindset. I said, from an investor mindset, we mm -hmm. see this as the opportune time. Like this is, this is when opportunity comes. I was like, you're missing the point of Warren Buffett's entire career. He doesn't sideline capital because he's fearful. He sidelines capital because he's getting ready to feed. You know, Absolutely. like he's he's getting ready to double his he doubled his net worth from forty billion to eighty billion in 08 to two thousand ten. And I said, do you not think that that's what he's about to do again? <sighs> and I think that I think we get lost in this. And I think that the viewer, the listener, they can kind of find whatever they're feeling right now. Kind of tells them what their mindset is. An mm -hmm. investor mindset 
sees when everybody else is running out, we're looking for the opportunity to run in, mm -hmm. right? And we get excited about moments like this because it's hard to make it's hard to make what we want to in markets that are rising as much as we just recently did because we're going to be risk adverse when things are moving that fast, right? It's like, Absolutely. ah, is this real? Is they're printing money, you know, like is equity real here, you know? But now we see these massive drops, you know, people jumping out of the market and the investor mindset says, well, then we should probably be rushing in. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So interesting fact about Warren Buffett. I didn't realize um, that he, he had set aside 18 mil, 18 bill for this. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of everything. Sure. That's, that's an indicator. If you, you know, right. you and I, I think have talked about, you know, moving trucks and where mm -hmm. moving trucks are going, that's where you want to maybe sure. be investing, right? Yeah. Um, leading indicator. Yeah. Warren Buffett, you know, the Oracle, mm -hmm. uh, $18 billion leading indicator. We're doing the same thing as a company. Sure. Um, we're raising more money now than ever. We haven't talked in a little while, you know, mm -hmm. fundraising is back. Mm -hmm. um, it's alive. It's kind of our new, not necessarily obsession, but we want to be as um, we want to have as much dry powder as possible. Sure. Our world's gotten different over the last 10 years. We've gotten mm -hmm. a little, yeah. um, we've gotten a little complacent mm -hmm. with, if you will, with like industry, uh, indi um, institutional type sure. partners. Sure. And it's been, uh, it's been a great run. So now we're raising money and similar to Warren Buffett, um, I'm, you know, the, the battle cry right now with, with my organization is look, others are retreating. Mm -hmm. We are going to advance. Right. The question is, are we gonna slam on the gas? Mm -hmm. or are we gonna just throttle sure. the gas? Yeah. And that's a tough one. I, I was having a conversation with a, a, a counterpart, a, mm -hmm. a, you know, the guy, he runs an equities company and I run a, a debt company. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think you gotta, I think you gotta hit the gas. Mm -hmm. I was like, whew, scary. He's like, <laughs> problem with hitting the gas, you can wrap around a right. you know, pole. Right. Um, and also you're an equity guy. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Doesn't that actually say something about you if you're yeah. telling me to hit the gas? He could probably yeah. grow to, right. uh, I mean, past the moon Yeah. Uh, if, if he hits it just right, Sure. Uh, an equity guy. So mm -hmm. we're, we're thinking our little, you know, piece of the rock debt is, is kind of where the safe money goes right mm -hmm. now. Uh, and as a result, we could raise a lot. And then as a result, there's gonna be a lot of new demand. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. There's new demand, the, the demand changes now. Sure. Um, the same person that was doing a deal yesterday, still doing deals today, mm -hmm. but in some different form or fashion. Yeah. Um, but many of those people are gone. Sure. So, you know, well, they've, they've like turned their focus, right? I mean, if yep. you, go, you take like the fix and flip world, I mean, I spend a lot of time with fix and flippers, mm -hmm. and they're sitting on big inventory. I was just out in San Francisco and talked to a couple of guys that had 20, 30 you know, deals on their plate that were in, and they're in dispo mode, right? Like, get rid of this inventory. Absolutely. If we can make money on it, get rid of it. Like, why sit on it is just risk, right? So their focus went from like deal aggregation, finance structure to let's get rid of all this inventory and then we'll, you know, live to fight another day. So mm -hmm. I think it's like these people aren't necessarily just exiting, they're just, refocusing because of where they currently are. Sure. You know? There's a time to buy, there's a time to sell. Sure. There's a time to add value. I'm, right. You know, it's funny, my focus right now as it, as it relates to growth, because mm -hmm. growth is something that we all need in, in, in my business of lending, I need to grow a lending business. I don't need to grow a, you know, something else. Sure. I need to do more loans um, and good loans. Mm -hmm. So we're really focusing on the new inventory. We've, we've talked about this a number sure. of times. There's a supply shortage, got it. So mm -hmm. new inventory that right. checks that box. Um, then we've got an inflation problem. Mm -hmm. um, in talking to, to another uh, resident expert, he was saying his portfolio jumped over you know, a handful of years from like 1,200 bucks, and I'm misquoting here, sure. to 1,800 bucks a month in rent. Mm -hmm. That's over a couple of years. I'm thinking, wow. 
well, you know, that's tough to hear. And then I asked them the question, I said, you know, has a gallon of milk kind of hit its ceiling and is, is, that gonna, is that gonna drop any anytime soon? And we both kind of looked at each other, it's like, no, I think that's, price is set. It's just the new norm. It's yeah. the new norm. Right. And so the moral of that entire story is we wanna kind of bring more affordable housing to the marketplace. Yeah. Um, there is always a place for it. There has always been a place for it, but there's not always been a, um, in, in that super high appreciating market, there's not a lot of appetite for right. it. The investors see the gain, right. they don't necessarily see the strategy. Rightfully so, a lot of strategies change now. So we're seeing sure. a lot of affordable housing being yep. built from manufactured home to whatever you may call it. Right. So pointing, at, pointing our guns at that and stuff that's gonna be available in a year, not stuff that's gonna be available um, right now. That's, yep. you know, that goes against some common wisdom right now. A lot of people are saying now, now, now. Right. Uh, you know, we don't know how long it's going to be, but mm -hmm. I'd rather um, bring some affordable housing like on today's price tomorrow. Sure. I think that's going to that's going to sell. Yeah. Let me ask you a question with where we are today. How important is partnership and finding a partner? Ooh, um, I mean, like instead of going at this alone, how important is it to to kind of find the right partners to navigate so that it's like kind of like that idea of like one will chase a thousand, but two will chase 10,000. It's like, are you mm -hmm. multiplying this? opportunity by finding partnerships? Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, so I'm, I'm so intrigued to have like the, the businessman to businessman conversation, but, but I'll kind of bring it back to you know, what I do. Mm -hmm. and what I do is I'm a lender. I, I lend money to, to projects, to new construction projects, so on and so forth. Um, you and I have talked a little bit about my five C's of underwriting. Mm -hmm. um, it's collateral, credentials, cash, credit, and character. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget them. Mm -hmm. um, I've recently pulled about 15 uh, institutional players in the game. Every one of them, you know, uh, you know them on first, you know, first name basis. Um, and I've pulled about 25 of my borrowers, mm -hmm. um, some of my bigger borrowers, the guys that are borrowing two, three, four, you know, up to $10 million a year. Sure. And I've asked them a couple of questions. Um, and one of the questions was about the five C's. Um, what did you see as the most valuable thing then? Mm -hmm. What do you see as the most valuable mm -hmm. thing now? And the one thing that changed at the capital uh, markets level, at the institutional partner level versus the borrower level, um, the, the borrower always leaned on experience. Sure. If I've got experience, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'll find a deal. Yeah, exactly. I'll find, find capital, yeah. Well, or in that case, we call that credentials. So yeah, experience, right. credentials. Um, some of them, you know, if they've got, uh, yeah, some, some of them are just- I would assume they're hoping that collateral goes down because, yeah. you know, with, with you know, uh, actual values decreasing, that's obviously a big issue. Collateral changes up here, which yeah. is surprising. Yeah. So with the capital markets guys, now they're saying the same thing. Yeah. Give me credentials, yeah. give me experience. Sure. So, you know, give me the, the guy, mm -hmm. don't give me the strategy. Right. Um, really, really interesting. So more um, on the operator than the actual strategy of the operator. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and it, you know, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, who did we take care of the minute we saw these rates going? Sure. Our best clients. Right. Right, we've made that mistake. You know, COVID taught us a couple mm -hmm. things. That 2008 taught us, taught us a lot. But um, so I'm, I'm saying all this because you said, you know, the, the a partner. What does that look like? I think it's incredibly important right now because if credentials are the most important thing, mm -hmm. not all of us have the same credentials. Sure. You know, I've raised a little bit of money, but I can't put together a 500 million dollar fund. Sure. I need a partner for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've uh, invested in a ton of single family homes. I've never built an apartment building. I need a partner for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's there's all kinds of, you know, of the five C's, mm -hmm. partnership's gonna be important right now because what happens right now in this type of market is the selectivity, like the, the capital markets are selective. Mm -hmm. They're only taking what they consider to be the best. Sure. So if they're only gonna take the best and you've only got three or four of those things, mm -hmm. you know, 
fully loaded, you're going to need to kind of beef up the team. Yeah, that's a great. And to the point of the power team, sorry to interrupt. That, no, no, I good. do believe some power teams form out as a result of this. And that's kind of like your premise that you started off with is that's why the power teams come together is because essentially, you know, they've got to, they've got to formulate mm -hmm. best deal, best opportunity, best strategy because of mm -hmm. the limitation of the potential capital market. Absolutely, man. You've got, sometimes you've got capital, sometimes you've got operators, sometimes you've got marketers. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that needs to come together, I do think those teams are going to start yeah. finding themselves. A little bit like Voltron yeah. back in the day sure. when we were kids. Yeah, you know. I, I, I'll give you a real-world experience um, or testimony to that. Um, about a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to get a multifamily deal done. I've done close to four thousand doors, you know, like and have a fairly decent net worth, so I usually don't have the balance sheet issues that mm -hmm. most people do when they're borrowing. Um, and I went into my local community bank, who's done a thousand doors for me, and um, and they said, well, this time we're not going to allow your self-directed IRA capital that you usually keep fairly liquid over here to be counted in the equation of your network. No kidding. They're like, you can't count that. Well, for me, that's how I avoid all taxation is I make sure like so many of those deals get done through that vehicle. That's a big and number. It's a, yeah, and so then I'm like, but I actually had to go find a partner, a balance sheet partner to get this deal done. I've never had to do that before. And, but again, I, I, I brought this guy in. He was like, this is a great deal. Thanks yeah. for bringing me in. Sure, I'll, I'll essentially lend my balance sheet to yours so that we can get this deal done. We structured it properly. We both walked away happy. And then we walked out and I said, you want, you want to do some more deals together? You know, like it's, again, it's like all of a sudden that partnership was formed out yep. of necessity more than anything. But then now I see it as, as the power of two chasing the same opportunity, you know? Yeah, you know, I haven't necessarily kind of flipped over to think about, think mm -hmm. about it from that perspective. I was thinking about getting a deal done. Sure. But it goes so much further than right, that. Right. So I um I I really appreciate what you just said there because it's kind of how we do deals, mm -hmm. right? I um I've got a deal right now. Uh, I don't know exactly the unit count, but it's something to the tune of 150 to 200 units. Mm -hmm. We're going to finance a multifamily. Sure. Um, we're sitting here in Tampa, Florida. The the main operator is here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, we're in we're in Austin. This property is in San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, I may have told you about this at one point, some, some brief kind of version of this. But long story short, incredible developers were mm -hmm. behind this project. Mm -hmm. And they've been behind this project for years, plural. Mm -hmm. um, they located a number of lenders, and a number of lenders had a number of different things. And similar to your situation, they needed a balance sheet. Sure. So they find this multifamily operator mm -hmm. um, who has a balance sheet and has obviously an appetite in that property type. Sure. And they partnered with him. And I don't know exactly how many doors, say, the developers have built in their career, mm -hmm. but I know that this guy own, owns about three, 4,000 uh, sure. units right around you know, this yeah. part of the world. And uh, that deal wouldn't have been done without him. Mm -hmm. And that was a little bit of a kind of a forecast of things to come, because sure. that's the way deals are going to get done now. Right. So there's, um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of, there's, we're, we're selecting the best of the best. Mm -hmm. um, and that means you know, all of the things that could potentially go wrong are mm -hmm. mitigated, yeah. capital, operator, you name it. Yeah. yeah. And I think stepping that, uh, you know, just taking that a step further, uh, partnerships obviously are, are needed today in this marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe not a one-on-one -on -one partnership like I stated, but even like with streamlined funding. I mean, obviously looking at our, our lender, a, a debt partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of that is true partnership. How do I know when I should bring on a partner, engage, and when should I engage? Do I engage after I find a deal? Do I engage early so I make sure that I have the partnership already kind of prearranged? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what advice? That's, a, that's an interesting question. You know, I think you're kind of the one of the best that I know at in the game. Um, I think you engage early mm -hmm. and you pull the trigger when it's time. Mm -hmm. 
So we haven't pulled the trigger on something right this second, but we're engaging right now. Like sure. we're kind of setting up the opportunity to jump mm -hmm. into some type of partnership. Sure. So engagement immediately. Mm -hmm. um, I was just typing something up for Think Realty, some, some article, which, uh, which writing is not my jam. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy saying it. It just kind of, it comes yeah. from a deep, deep sure. place. Um, and and, and I was, as I was putting that together, I was saying kind of, you know, put together your audience, whatever mm -hmm. that means. However you get it, put together your audience, talk to your audience. Um, and again, one of the things that I, I always find so interesting about you is that you talk to your audience like this and, and the way that we communicate. Um, because when the opportunity presents itself, it's literally a phone call away. So mm -hmm. um, kind of a nurture mm -hmm. the, the, the list, the, uh, the audience, and then when the time is right, engage. So engage early. Sure. Um, but the thing about a partner is interesting. You know, a financial partner is uh, is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, it could be expensive. Um, you know, on a dollars from a from a you know mm -hmm. economic standpoint, a, a capital partner is expensive. Mm -hmm. Sure. An operating partner, um, while expensive, is also is invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know. Sure. So a financial partner, somebody gives you X amount of dollars to do a thing, mm -hmm. great, we divvy up the pie at the end right. when we all meet our money. Might have cost you more than say a lender, mm -hmm. right? Um, an operating partner, you know, because you can't necessarily achieve that thing without that person, sure. um, the opportunities are endless. Right. So you know, when to, uh, when to engage early, mm -hmm. who and how, you know, have your capital lined up, have your operators lined up, kind mm -hmm. of the, the, the cash squad and the sure. team, the team yeah. that does the things that, you know, take you to the next level. Right, yeah. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and obviously if you are one of those, look for those people that play the opposite side of you. If you are an operator, you know, you should be lining it up because again, like you said, these teams are kind of coming together because the deals are getting bigger, they're getting better and, and to some degree more difficult to get mm -hmm. done today. And so um, the, the lone wolf, is really going to struggle, in my opinion, in this kind of like next uh, ebb and flow of the marketplace, right? Um, so I, I like your point there for sure. Um, By the way, speaking yeah. of the lone wolf, I do think people, uh, certainly like you, and so in many ways like me, are kind of looking to support the lone wolf mm -hmm. because they've got a special talent. Every some, everybody's got something, mm -hmm. um, and you know, while, while I might just bring capital and a little bit of infrastructure to the table, you know, they might bring whatever they bring. You know, sure. I, I see the media, you know, company, and, and you know maybe even empire that you're building, um, you know, who'd you partner with for that? Mm -hmm. uh, and I know, yeah. I know the way that you're, you're wired, it's a little different, sure. but um, a lone wolf could turn somebody who's got just great, you know, a, a great product into a, a household name. Sure. You know, by just kind of connecting with the right team. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for lone wolves right now. Yeah. Um, if somebody that needs a pack. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that was, I, I think that's a great point. It's like, if they may struggle if they don't find people like you, you know, in this next kind of economic cycle, mm -hmm. um, not because they're not great, but because of the way that business is being done today. Mm -hmm. You know, like I found myself in need of a partner when I haven't needed a partner in 10 years, you know, like because of where the market is. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. The other thing too is like just the, the mitigation of risk. Um, you know, so many real estate guys were doing heavy cash deals um, today to do a, a variety of deals, but finding a lending partner where you're sharing on it, you're also sharing risk. And that's the thing is like, you know, sharing yeah. risk and sharing reward is, is a valuable strategy today. You know, being by yourself in a deal and only doing one deal, you know, is, is to some degree a little bit dangerous, so. I think so too, man. And I do think right now, if you can access capital by way of debt, 
why not? Right. I mean, I, I guess that's probably true for all market cycles, mm -hmm. but right now more than ever, because there's going to be a whole lot of no's going out. Sure. There's going to be a lot of loan declines. You know, people yeah. are going to be seeking yeah. um, debt financing and it's not going to be available. Yeah. So if you could get it, that I think that's the person that should consider hitting the gas. Sure. You know, get as much of that as you can. Yeah, if it's available, why not? If it's available, yeah, absolutely. And if you can find the right deal, right? I mean, the deal is everything. Um, uh, one last question, and then we'll wrap up. But uh, as far as the marketplace is considered, um, how do you? What's a good key indicator um, that we should run in? That maybe the market has shifted enough that the opportunities are now there, and we've kind of bottomed out. You know, I know the Federal Reserve will probably raise interest rates here in the next thirty days again. Um, it's kind of inevitable. Um, we always know that there's a pause after an interest rate rise, whether mm -hmm. it's a 30-day pause or whatever that is. We'll kind of see the market just go, how does that feel? You know, and then once it kind of feels okay, then they'll start moving forward again. Mm -hmm. Is it like right after that? Like, how do you? What are maybe just a key indicator you look for on pushing the gas just a little bit more, letting off? Mm -hmm. You know, is there anything that you kind of look at as a rule of thumb? There's, there's so much to, to talk about there. Um, I mentioned the poll or the survey that I took of my capital mm -hmm. partners and, and some of my borrowers, and I asked them the same question. Mm -hmm. um, all were interesting. Um, some were uh, predictable. Mm -hmm. um, days on market, sure. um, inventory, um, interest rates. Mm -hmm. um, and, but the others were a little bit more you know, unpredictable. There was a lot of uh, kind of minutia. Mm -hmm. Some people were looking at minutia. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bore you with those details because they're so interesting that we could talk for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I, I need to share this report with you. Um, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be great. I actually um, just got a couple more uh, entries in there. It's not many. It's about 17 to 20 all in. Mm -hmm. uh, all that to say, um, interest rate's kind of my biggest driver. Mm -hmm. um, I, have to, I have to think of it at a macro level. I could get a little bit more micro, but interest rate's my biggest driver. Um, and then, you know, kind of reading the news, reading the tea leaves of what's coming next with interest rate moves. Mm -hmm. um, as interest rates go up, uh, sentiment changes, mm -hmm. uh, goes down. As interest rates go down, you know, the, everything kind of settles. That, you're um, talking about like consumer confidence, like consumer the confidence, confidence in the, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you're good, that's what you're, but that sentiment you're talking about is like how the consumer feels about the market. Yeah, and the investor is not too far behind. Yeah. The okay. investor, generally speaking, that sure. the consumer is generally their client, yeah, right. you know? So they need to either sell yeah. to the consumer or rent to the consumer, whatever right. the case yep. may be. So interest rate's kind of my big one. Okay. Um, and, and I only say that because that's where strategies change. There's, there is a strategy, I don't know it, that exists in a 13% interest rate environment. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I have an idea. Yeah. Um, I don't, but like I guess I, I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah. But I do know that there's an interest, or there's a strategy in every, every market. So I'm looking at interest rates more than anything. It, it, that will tell me who my, what I need to do for my clients. Mm -hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. Today. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being a resident expert. Uh, if they have not been on there, you've put a lot of videos on recently. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, all that underwriting criteria that he talked <laughs> about, the five C's. Oh, God. Uh, he's got those on our resident expert videos. So thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it, bud. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, let me give you a quick uh, plug to our sponsor one more time. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the Bright Property Management Company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference 
with Real Property Management, visit realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Thank you, Think Really listener and viewer for being a part of the podcast today. Uh, if you have not joined us on social, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, make sure you follow us, get a part of the conversation. We want to hear from you. And uh, good luck with your investing strategies. Happy investing. Mm-hmm.